Hey, good morning, everyone. Pastor Brendan Witten here. And once again, as every week, I want to welcome you to Toronto City Church and to our online worship experience. I want to thank you so much for joining us today, for tuning in. We are so glad that you're here, uh, whether you're watching it live or whether you are watching it at another point. We're just, we're really thankful. There, there's so many places you could be and so many videos you could be watching. So I'm just thankful for family and I'm thankful that you're here today. You know, I'm also very thankful for our team that has just continued to work very hard on producing these online uh, worship experiences. As you know, we've mentioned it many times, we are really still working very hard behind the scenes towards getting to where we can live stream. And we're just not quite there yet, but we will be there soon. So stay tuned. We're going to keep you updated. Uh, just continue to agree with us. We're still getting some team members in place and getting some things together and just making sure when we do it, we want to make sure we do it well. So um, I'm looking forward to that. But in the meantime, uh, I'm still very thankful for just the opportunity we have to connect in this way. So we are going to jump right into the Word in just a moment. We're going to continue our series on... Um, uh, Hello, my name is, and really talking about uh, just encountering God and knowing more of who God is in this season. But before we do that, I want to uh, just remind you of several practical things. First and foremost, we really in this season, one of the, the key folks, you know, even Hello, my name is, we've been talking about connecting with God, reconnecting with each other. We're really, uh, you know, through the rest of this year, putting an extra emphasis on people getting connected more into church family and church community, especially if you're newer here to Toronto City Church. And uh, now maybe newer means you came at some point over the last 18 months through the pandemic, because obviously things have just been all over the place in many ways, you know, and we've had different ways of meeting and there's been shifts and change. But now that we're open and, and we're really getting back into our rhythm, we want to make sure we kind of have a full court press and really put an effort to help every person who wants to get connected, get connected here at TCC. So I really want to encourage you, if you are newer here and, uh, you know, we want, we, and you feel like, yeah, this is my home church. I feel like God's called me here. I feel God's called me to be part of what's happening. We want to know that, right? Because sometimes somebody feels that, but we don't know that. So we don't even know to kind of make the extra effort to help you connect in and bring you into things. So, I mean, there's several fronts and several practical ways you can get involved. Number one uh, is connections. We really want to encourage you. Our connections are virtual. Some are in moving into hybrid modes where there's some in person, but also virtual. But we believe uh, we're believing for every person who's part of our church family to get involved in a connection group and to connect in a more real and personal manner in that way, you know, more in, the, uh, in, a, in a smaller group setting. So it's that. Number two is really in ministries. We really want to encourage you to plug in and to volunteer and to serve. Toronto City Church does not happen just because of the efforts of a select few, but it's all of us working together and serving together. And there's just so many different opportunities. And I know if you're online only, you know, it, maybe it's a little bit more challenging, but even if you are saying, hey, I want to plug in, there's still ways we can plug you in. And so let us know. And then obviously the third thing that we really encourage people for plugging in is going to be 
getting involved in classes and courses. Now, we kind of took a break over the fall to retool some things and really to refocus on our reopening. But coming into the new year, we are going to have a relaunch of many of our classes and our courses. So that's just another way you can connect. But here's the bottom line. Here's the heart. The heart is we just want you to be able to plug in and connect. If God's called you here, we want to make sure you don't feel like you're on the outside looking in, but you can really plug into happening. So the starting point is let us know. Just reach out, contact us, say, hey, I feel like God's called me here. We'll have those conversations. Do it. Now, on, on top of that, there's an amazing opportunity next Sunday. Somebody say next Sunday. But next Sunday, you have the opportunity to join us for what we're calling the Backstage Pass, Meet the Pastors. So this is going to be at 1.30 p.m. after second service. Uh, but we're going to have just a time where it's just an opportunity to meet the pastors, to connect. We're going to have just a little bit of, you know, food set up, but, you know, in an appropriate COVID kind of style. But it's just going to be an amazing opportunity to meet and connect and, and just plug in a little bit more. And I would just really love you to be there. If you're newer, if you've come during the pandemic, I would love to just be able to have you there and really be able to connect. So please just go to our website, sign up. We want you involved there. The following Sunday. Sunday the 14th. Remember, we have baptisms, so make sure you sign up for that. And then, ladies, on Saturday the 20th, there's Saturate Saturday. And so I just want to make sure I'm emphasizing these things because they're always, again, to get plugged in, to connect in what's happening. So, ladies, this is going to be Pastor Sharon's leading a gathering for the woman, 9.30 a.m. Saturday morning. Uh, November the 20th, just make sure you go and you register and sign up because space is limited. All right, but anyways, without further ado, let's dive into the Word of God today. As I mentioned, we are continuing our series, Hello, My Name Is. And for the past number of weeks, we have really centered in, you know, kind of uh, you know, hit some different targets or talked about some different things so far in this series this fall. But we've really been zeroing in just on the names of God. And we've been zeroing in on, on knowing more of who God is, even through what the Bible tells us, who his what his names are, what his character is, and really zeroing. We felt like in this season, it's so important for us to put our eyes on him. You know, last week I was talking about uh, just getting our eyes on the God, God most high. Right, And so that we would really focus our attention, focus our eyes on him and walk in a fresh revelation of who he is. Because in this season, family, in this season, we need to know God, right? In this season, we need to know him. We need to know him and make him known. But it starts with just this, this we need to know him. We can't just know about him, right? Uh, Consumer-based, shallow Christianity is not cutting it in the days we are in. God is calling us to go deeper. And the starting point for going deeper is going deeper in knowing him, in the knowledge of him, diving deeper into who he is. That's where everything starts. You know, even that verse we've been talking about, you know, throughout this fall, Daniel eleven thirty two. 32, but the people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Again, I love that verse. There's so much power in that verse. But sometimes we forget that that verse was spoken to a people who are going to be in the midst of challenging times. That verse was going to be spoken to people who are in the midst of conflict, who are in the midst of a, a spiritual battle, not just a spiritual battle, but you know, it manifested in so many natural things. It was spoken to a people who were in hard times. Right? And it said, you people who are going through a battle, you people who are in hard times, you people who are in difficulty right now, that people, if you know your God, you will be strong and you will do great exploits. And so again, it just brings us back to the foundation, the simplicity of knowing God, knowing who he is. And so once again today, I just want to take time to focus on another name of God. 
that reveals to us more of God's character, that reveals to us more of who he is. And so today I want to talk to you about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Let's go to Genesis chapter 22, 1 to 14. And we're just going to, it's a little bit longer passage, but let's just read through it because this is where this name Jehovah Jireh comes from. It says, now it came to pass that after these things that God tested Abraham. You know, remember, we've been talking quite a bit out of Genesis, and that's partially because Genesis is the book of beginnings, and many of the names of God are first revealed in this book. And so God came to test Abraham, and he said, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains on which I should tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering, and arose, and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. I mean, think about it. God, God was not going easy on him. He, he gave him three days to walk and to think about this. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. Just an interesting note there. Notice the faith that Abraham had. He was already saying, and the Bible talks about that he believed God would even raise his son from the dead if necessary. He had his faith that we are going to come back to you. And verse 6 says, So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, Watch this, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. And so the two of them went together. Then they came to the place which God had told them. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you've not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked. And there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of this place, the Lord will provide, or Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Now guys, let's just have some real talks right now. There's a lot of challenges that we are facing this season. And I know we've preached and talked into different ones, but right now, one of the challenges that I know many of our church family are facing, uh, one of the challenges I know many people in our culture are facing right now, and, and, and many of you who are tuning in right now, you're facing some challenges in the area of provision. Some of us have lost work or have had our work cut back. Others of us are facing losing our jobs. You might be listening right now, and maybe because of the vaccine mandate, which I'm continuing to pray that there's a shift and a change regarding those who are losing their jobs, but that, that you're facing losing your job because of the vaccine mandate, or, or maybe it's something else and you're facing losing your jobs. Furthermore, on top of this, we're all having to deal with rising costs, and just across the board, there's, there's broken down supply chains and supply lines, and costs are rising. I mean, I don't know if you looked at 
the cost of gas recently, you know, even being here in the GTA, we're looking at the housing costs and just the cost of living are rising. And so we could go and I could just go on and on and I could speak more and more about the challenges that we're facing. Maybe you're facing a challenge in the area of provision that I've even mentioned yet or I've even said, but it's right there in front of you. And so I want to, I, I believe, and I really want to encourage us right now today. It was just so strong in my heart as I asked the Lord what to talk about, but that God wants to reveal to himself to us in a fresh way as Jehovah Jireh the God who provides. Come on, someone tell your neighbor where you are right now. He's the God who provides. You know, and if you're by yourself watching this on your own, you just tell it to whoever, just declare it out loud. He is the God who provides, right? He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. And I just feel like even today in this message, my assignment is just to encourage you in the word and to stir up your faith once again, or to strengthen your faith, because you might be quite strong there where you are, but to strengthen your faith that God is your provider. And that in this season, no matter what you're facing, no matter what's going on, no matter what situations are there in front of you, God is is your provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. Let's look at some verses that just really speak to this. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So I'm going to pack this message full of the word because I want to build your faith today. I want to build my faith in Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. Let's look at Matthew 6, 25 to 33. And Matthew 6, 25 to 33 says this, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, let's just take a moment to break down this passage because I, I may say this very often, but there is just so much good stuff packed into these words of Jesus. But before we do that, I, I just, I want to start and just say, you know, sometimes, you know, we will take passages like this and we'll start breaking them down, explaining them. Sometimes we just need to take the power that's just right there in the word, right? Like this is God speaking to you. And as much as I want to explain and expound on some things out of this passage, I believe there's some people today listening to me and you just literally need to read over this passage. It is so plain. It is so straightforward and let the Lord speak to you. But several thoughts, I want to make sure we pull out this. First and foremost, it said, do not worry about the necessities of life, right? Now, this says a couple things to me, just that Jesus said. Remember, this is Jesus speaking in this time, but it's also Jesus speaking to us. So Jesus is saying to you and me today, do not worry about the necessities of life. 
Now, again, this says two things to me. Number one, it says that there is going to be a temptation to worry. You know, sometimes we hear these verses and then we feel kind of guilty or kind of we feel some condemnation because we've been battling worry. No, Jesus knew there was going to be a temptation to worry. It's, it's part of the human condition. It's just part of who we are. The temptation is always going to be there for us to worry. So, so we need to get that. We need to understand that, that the temptation is going to be there. The opportunity is going to be there. The pressure is going to be there. In seasons like we're in right now, the pressure is going to be there for us to worry. But the second thing that I, I see in this is do not worry about the necessities of life. So the temptation will be there. But if he said, don't do it, it means that there is a grace and an empowerment of the Holy Spirit for us not to worry. Family, in this season, there is pressure and there is temptation for us to give in to worry. But there is a grace from our Heavenly Father. There is a grace by the power of the Holy Spirit for us to resist and to live above worry. Right? I don't know about you, but I've definitely had a journey in my life regarding knowing God as Jehovah Jireh. It's still continuing. I feel like I, I just get into a good place and then a new challenge or a new opportunity arises. I got to get myself centered back around that he is my provider. But here's what I found in the area of provision. In the area of provision, and knowing God is my provider, that one of the biggest challenges is the temptation for me to worry. Right? It's the temptation for me to be afraid that there's going to be enough. Now, part of that is my personality and just the way I'm wired. Part of that is uh, some experiences from growing up where, you know, we didn't have a lot in certain seasons of our life growing up. And so that kind of marks you because you, you know what that feels like and you've had that experience. But, you know, whatever it is, what, what I've come to understand is if I'm going to really know God as Jehovah Jireh, I got I to gotta win that war over worry. Right? Like I can worry or I can trust him for provision, but I cannot do both. Right? But, but again, here's the encouragement. If he told us not to worry about these things, that means there's a grace from him to empower us to do that. And so let's just make that commitment. I want to encourage you today. If you've been given to worry, if you've been pulled into worry, make that decision today and say, you know what? I'm not going down that path anymore, but I'm trusting Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. You know, uh, another thing I love about this passage is Jesus said, your heavenly father is going to provide for you. And this is really something that will be a theme even as we, as we kind of move through some scriptures today in this message. But it's our heavenly father, right? It's not just God who's like a distant deity or God who is, it's like, no, no. Jesus is saying your, your father in heaven, he's going to provide for you. He's going to look out for you. You know, I love what he said, like, even with worry, which one of you through worry can add even a cubit to your height? Like, you, you worry, part of what he's pointing out is saying, worry's not going to do anything, right? Like, when was the last time because you worried that anything good happened, right? I know for me, never, right? And usually when I'm worrying, I'm worrying about worst case scenarios. And most of the things I'm worrying about don't even happen or don't even come to pass. But even if something did happen, my worrying didn't make one bit of difference, right? Again, there's what, here's the challenge, guys. Here's what it is, is we can choose to trust Jehovah Jireh, our provider, or we can worry. But if we give in to worry, we actually start to, you know, it's, it, we start to tie up, we start to limit and, and, and because our focus is no longer on him. And so just remember, it, it just, we got to catch this worry doesn't do anything, right? And, and then I love this because he goes on to say, so he's talking about trusting our heavenly father. He's talking about, so about waging this war against worry. 
And, you know, it's interesting, one more thought on this, because, you know, it's just kind of unfolding for me, even as we're talking about here. It's, it's amazing to me, and when you think about the antidote to worry is going deeper in knowing your Heavenly Father. Right? Again, we're talking about this power of knowing God. Right? Not just what somebody else says about him. Not just what I am here on the screen or I'm here on our, our online worship experience telling you, but you know him. You know your heavenly father. You know you've watched him work in these areas in your life, right? That is the antidote to worry. The antidote to worry is knowing him, going deeper in intimacy with him. And I love this because it says, and this fish saying, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you, right? And so seek first the kingdom. And if you're going to seek first the kingdom, it starts with seeking first the king. And his promise is all these things will be added unto you. Family, I want to encourage you today as we're talking about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. Seek him first. Seek his kingdom first. And then take a stand of faith today that all these things will be added unto me. Why? Because I'm seeking him first. See, what the enemy wants to do is he wants to pressure us and tempt us to worry and to seek these things. But the word of God says, no, don't give in to worry. Don't go seeking things. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the king. And all these things will be added unto you. Come on, somebody say, seek first the kingdom. Come on, somebody say, seek first the king. Right? Seek first Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Family, this is his promise. His promise to us is that he will provide. Let's, let's keep moving forward here. Let's look at a few more verses. Philippians 4.19 says this, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now, I know this is a verse that, that is, I, I guess you could say, more popular. It's a verse I'm sure many of us are familiar with. But the danger of familiar verses is they start to lose meaning for us because we've heard them so many times. Let this verse just come afresh in your heart today. Let this verse come afresh in your life today. That my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You know, I love this verse where it says, my God, Right? Paul wasn't just saying God. He wasn't just saying, he was speaking about very personal terms. This again speaks to me of the power of intimacy, right? My God, there was a connection. There was an intimacy. There was a relationship that was there. And because he knew him, because of that connection, that intimacy and that relationship, it sparked confidence in his provision, right? The more we know God, the more confident we are in what he says and what he's going to do. And so again, there's just this call in the season, hello, my name is, it's pressing into knowing him and it's moving forward. But guys, here's the deal, right? You, you, you get to know him better in the midst of challenges, right? So knowing Jehovah Jireh, that's not the only way I'm saying, but just hear me when I say this, the way you get to know God as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is provider, is you step into seasons and situations where you need to provide and he comes through. And then you know him more. And then you step into other seasons and situations. You, knew, you take new steps of faith. And he steps in and he provides again. And he just keeps coming through for you. And over time, you get to know him more and more as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, your provider. But if you never step out, if you never let him reveal himself to you in that way, you're never going to know him that way. 
right? You're going to hear other people tell their stories. Other people tell their testimonies. There's going to be uh, you know, things that people teach and say, but there's got to come a point where you say, I'm just going to stand on this because I need to know this for myself, right? I, my God will supply every need of yours, right? And so I love this because he says, my God will supply every need of yours. That's just a simple thought, guys. But the word of God says God's going to supply every need of yours. Not some need of yours, not a few needs of yours, not a, a couple needs of yours or just needs of yours that make sense and commit. No, he said he's going to supply every need of yours. What are the needs that you have right now? Trust in Jehovah Jireh that he is going to provide. Now, I don't know how he's going to provide. I don't know what way he's going to provide. All I know is he's going to provide. Oh man, I can tell you so many times in my life where this need was presenting itself, whether it was personal, whether it's here at Toronto State Church. I mean, uh, man, there's, there's some needs staring me in the face right now. But I just came to the point as I kept pressing in to know God as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider, that literally I would just sit there and say to myself, well, okay, I'm going to be interested to see how God does it this time. Right? I, 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 I came to such a point of confidence that I wasn't even doubting that he was going to do it. I mean, yeah, sometimes I still would have those doubts creep in a little bit. But my main state of mind was not even, is God going to do this? It was just, wow, I'm interested to see how God's going to do this one. Right? Okay, Lord, let's see how you're going to do this one. Why? Because I have such a confidence and I built over time and season such a confidence in his provision. And I knew him as Jehovah Jireh. It was much more now. It wasn't a question of if he was going to do it. It was just a question of, well, okay, I don't know how he's going to do this. Let's see how he does it now. Right? Let's see how he does it. I want to encourage you. You can live in that level of confidence. Now, again, I'm not trying to, you know, big myself up or say I'm perfect at this. I still have my moments or God, you know, presents me with new opportunities, new challenges that are bigger than anything I've taken on. And again, I go, whoa, okay, this is a lot for my faith, but I just, okay, let me dive in. Let me, let me keep pressing in because my God will supply every need. And I love this. The last part says, according to his riches and glory. Right? That means, or, or in, in other words, he has riches and glory. He has more than enough, guys. And I think that if we're talking about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider, part of what we want to build our faith in is that he is, Pastor Samuel talked about this a couple weeks, he's the all-sufficient one. He has more than enough. You know, every once in a while, you know, someone maybe will be talking about this or praying or thinking about this and they'll say something or pray something kind of along the lines of, well, Lord, you know, I don't really need it that much. There's a lot of people in the world that need it more than I do. So I don't really know if I need this. Give it to somebody else. And, you know, I, I appreciate the heart of that prayer, but here's the problem with it. God has more than enough. He doesn't need us to tell him, I don't really need this. Give it to somebody else because that's a lack mentality. He, it's according to his riches and glory, guys. He has more than enough. Whatever your need is today, Jehovah Jireh does not just have enough. He has more than enough. Come on, somebody say more than enough. And I just want to, I want to stir your heart today. I want to stir your faith, right? I want to stir your faith that Jehovah Jireh, my God, he is my provider, right? He's my father. He watches over me. He supplies all of my need and every need I have according to his riches and glory. He has more than enough. Right? I, I just, oh man, I feel this stirring in my spirit this morning, I, I, today, my heart, that he has more than enough, guys.
No matter what you're facing right now, God has more than enough. Let's keep moving on here. I just want to stir your heart with a few more scriptures. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8 says this, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Family, again, just to stir your faith, God's will is that would you have all sufficiency in all things at all times, so that you may abound in every good work. Now hear me, this does not mean in reading the scripture that we're never going to face challenges or lack or, or shortages. That's not what it's saying, but this is a promise that we can stand on in those times and we can say that, you know what, my God, he's given me, make all grace abound to me. Grace is his empowerment and that you could just declare today, I have all sufficiency in all things at all times so that I can abound in every good work. Why? Because he's Jehovah Jireh. He's the God who's my provider. He's the God who has more than enough. And he takes care of me because he is my father. Let's go on to Psalm 37, 25. It says this, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. I felt a little bit of like a, a warrior mindset, like just a, a fire on this verse as I was preparing for this message. This is a promise for every season, but this is a promise in this season. And if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are now the righteousness of God in Christ. It's not a work of the flesh. It's something that's been given in him. And the word of God says that he has not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. And some of you just need to stand up where you are right now. And you just stand up in your situation. And you just stand up to the lies of the enemy that are embarking your life and you say, no, the righteous are never forsaken and their children are never begging bread. Jehovah Jireh is my provider. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it. He is going to come through for me. He's going to come through for my family. Psalm 34 verse 10 says this, the young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Right? We look, lift our eyes. Like I said to you last week, we lift our eyes to the most high God. But here's the deal. I seek the Lord, so I lack no good thing. Why? Because the Lord I seek is Jehovah Jireh. He's the one who provides for me. I can trust and I can have faith in his provision. Stir your faith up today. Set your heart on his provision for you. Let's keep going here. I just want to hit you with some more scriptures. Matthew 7 verse 11 says this. If you then who are evil... Now, how do good, good gifts to your children? How much more will your Father who's in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Right? Now, guys, this to me gives us another ass, uh, insight into God the Father and to Jehovah Jireh provider. Because one of the core characteristics of a father, one of the key parts of the heart of a father is to provide. So I can promise you, I'm a father. I've got two amazing kids, Micah and Shiloh. And I can promise you today, I would do anything, right? That obviously wasn't illegal or immoral, but I would do anything to provide for my children. If they didn't have food, it don't matter what I have to do, I'm going to find a way to get them food. If they had needs in their life, it doesn't matter what I have to do. I'm going to, if I have to get an extra job, if I have to put my head, you know, together with others and think what to, I'm going to provide for my children. And see, I love this passage because it says, if you who are evil, right, if you who are, are perfect like the Heavenly Father, if you are that determined to provide for your children, I mean, we're speaking of the heart of a father, but it's the same thing with the heart of a mother. 
right? Mothers will give anything for their children, right? They will, they will, they will, they will, they will uh, fast themselves if there's not enough food and give the food to their kids, right? So us, if, if we have that heart, now let's bring that to the heart of the Father because that's the heart of our Heavenly Father for us, right? Again, part of what I want to build is I want to build our confidence in His provision, Right? God, our Father, will provide. You know, another verse I want to just, that kind of connects that, if you want to go with me, is 1 Timothy 5, verse 8. Now, I'm going to read it, and at first it might sound kind of funny to you, but work with me because you'll see where I'm going with this. It says, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his own household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Right? Now, now obviously, this is a hardcore passage. Uh, but it talks about the importance and especially speaks of providing. But here's just real simply what kind of jumped out to me at this. And I, I, I want to encourage you just in catching the heart of God. If this is the standard God has put in his word, how would we ever consider that he would not provide for the members of his household? Right? If he says, if you're not providing for the members of the household, you've denied the faith and you're worse than an unbeliever. Why then would God, our heavenly father, not be right there ready to provide for us? Right? Because that's who he is. He is Jehovah Jireh. He's the God who provides. And see, what often comes is there's these lies from the enemy that bombard our minds that says, God's not going to come through. He's not going to provide for you. He is not going to take care of you in this season. You're gonna, things are going to go down. Things are going to be terrible. You know, all these things that come. But I just, again, even with this, guys, God said that he would provide. And he said that if you don't provide for your household, you actually are denying the faith and you're worse than an unbeliever. So how much more can we put our faith in God who wrote this? God who's the standard of truth. God who is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. How much more can we put our faith in him that he will provide? He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord, our provider. And I said it to you earlier, but I just want to encourage you again. He is the God who provides. He has more than enough. I don't know how he's going to do it. I maybe don't know exactly when he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it because he has more than enough. He is a good father who provides for his children. And there is no way that he is going to allow the righteous to be forsaken or their seed begging bread. Take your stand of faith today in Jehovah Jireh, the Lord your provider. Take this and go to war with it in the spirit. Some of you have just been battered and hammered by worry and the enemy's just been coming at you and coming at you and maybe it's even affecting your health and your, it's just affecting your body. But today you need to take this fresh stand of faith. Set your heart in a faith, you know, fresh way that he is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord my my provider. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to make it all work, but he is going to do it. You can take my job away, but Jehovah Jireh is still going to be my provider, right? You can take my money away, but Jehovah Jireh is still going to be my provider. Whatever it can goes around the world around me that we're dealing with rising costs, housing is expensive. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord, my provider. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. And I am excited to wait and see, and I'm excited for my testimony to share with others how he does it. Come on, somebody say right now, he's Jehovah Jireh. Come on, somebody say right now, he is the Lord, my provider. And so just a couple closing practical thoughts I want to encourage you in, because I'm stirring your faith today. But what are some things that you can put into practice, take from this messenger? Number one, 
Make a quality decision and set your heart that God, I'm trusting you as my provider. I'm not going to doubt anymore. I'm not going to give in to worry anymore. Like, you know, hear me. I might have a a rough morning or a rough moment, but I'm going to get myself back on the fact that you are Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider, right? I trust you. So make that decision of quality. Number two, stay faithful in your giving. We haven't had a whole lot of time to talk about the giving aspect today because, but right in that first passage we're in, remember Abraham was going to go offer an offering to God. Right? There is this connection between our giving and the manifestation of the provision of the Lord. And the pressure and the danger is when things get tight, when we don't know what's coming, when it gets hard, what's one of the first things that the pressure is to draw back on? Our tithes, our offerings. Guys, can I encourage you from the bottom of my heart, not just as someone who thinks this, but someone who actually lives it, don't do it. Right now, there might be with offerings, different seasons where you're giving in different ways to do it, but especially with that tithe and and with your obedience to the Holy Spirit, don't allow the pressure or the fear of lack to stop you from being faithful in your giving. And if you're listening to me today and maybe you let that happen a little bit, don't don't beat yourself up. Just, Just repent today and just say, okay, God, I'm taking a stand in faith that you are Jehovah Jireh, my provider, and I'm going to be faithful in my giving. Why? Because it's... Guys, holding back and hoarding is not going to cover the need anyways. You need God, right? That, that's part of the tithe. It's I'm releasing the first fruits and I'm, I'm declaring my faith in my father that he has more than enough, right? So stay faithful. So I'm going to make a decision of quality that he is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Number two, stay faithful in your giving, your tithes and your offerings. Number three, pray and believe daily for provision, right? Get this word on your mouth. Especially if you're in a, in a challenging season, right? You got to go on the offensive every day. You got to get that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Maybe some scriptures I've shared, maybe some other scriptures the Lord brings to you, but pray, speak the word daily, right? Be, be aggressive about your provision. What I found is in the kingdom, a lot of these things, if we just kind of sit back and are laissez-faire, we, we, there's things we miss out on. We've got to be proactive. We've got to lean in in faith to see these things come to pass. Right? We, we inherit the promises through faith and patience. Right? That's how we inherit the promises, not through doubt and laziness. Right? No one inherits promises of God through doubt and laziness. We inherit promises through faith and patience. So you make that decision. And then last but not least, and this is very practical, listen to the Holy Spirit. And I think this, I'll close with this thought. We're going to pray. But this is so key that we learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes what I found in my life is I make this disequality. Is Jehovah Jireh my provider? And then I'm faithful in my giving. I keep doing it. I'm praying daily. But then I forget to ask the Holy Spirit, okay, so what do I need to do? Right? Like, it's like I can do these things, but just sit home every day on the couch. And, and, and Holy Spirit would actually say, no, no, get up and do this. Okay, go start studying this. Start learning about this, right? Start letting the Holy Spirit lead you to avenues for provision, right? Here's, here's the danger. I, I really got to gotta land this plane. But, but let, me, let me say this. The danger is because of the worry and the pressure, we kind of curl up and we go into neutral. But, but you can't do that. Right? Yeah, that's why part of today, my heart, my, my passion was to stir your heart regarding God's provision. And, but, but go on the offensive, lean in and ask Holy Spirit, because he'll show you, ask the Holy Spirit, okay, what do I need to do, Holy Spirit? 
What are the things I need to do in the season? I'm not going to curl up in a ball. I'm not going to allow the pressure to lock me in. I'm going to stay so sensitive and I'm going to be listening and leaning into you and saying, what are the practical steps that you want me to take? What are the ways you want to bring the provision? Right? Like, like I, I mean, you know, sometimes people feel like it's a story. Like it's just money's going to magically appear in your bank account. Well, no, if money magically appears in your bank account, you may want to call the bank. Right? Because they might contact you four days later and say, oh, we mistakenly deposited money in your account. But you went, hallelujah, God is good. Thank you, Lord. You went out and spent all the money. Well, now you've committed fraud. Right? And that's not God's way. No, God is going to provide for you in very practical ways, but you've got to listen to Holy Spirit. Right? So, so number one, set your heart on him and set your heart that he's Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Number two, stay faithful in your giving, your tithes, your offerings. Number three, lean in daily, pray, declare the word of God for provision, right? Get, get your faith on the move. And then number four, listen to the direction of the Holy Spirit because he's going to lead you and guide you. Amen? Amen. Well, I pray this message was an encouragement for you today. Um, I want to pray for every person right now who's in a season where you need a fresh revelation of Jehovah Jireh, the provider. And not just as a nice theological concept, but actually seeing him show up in your life. Because I believe today, even as we pray, God is going to show up in your life in real ways of provision. And so if you're there today and you're listening to me, you're like, yeah, that's me. I need, I need a fresh revelation of Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. I just want you to raise your hands where you are right now. Just kind of create yourself an altar. I know maybe you're in your living room or your bedroom or you're listening to this car. You know, just create a personal altar before the Lord. And Father, we come before you today in Jesus' name. And I thank you, even as I say Father, that one of the core characteristics of a father is that he provides for his children. He provides for his family. And so even as we call you our Father, that intrinsic in saying that is an understanding that you are a provider. I thank you for the revelation today that you are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. And we just speak this and we declare this today in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you meet all of our needs and you meet every need according to your riches and glory. God, I thank you that you're, God, you want to make all grace abounds to us so we have all sufficiency in all things so that we have an abundance for every good work. Lord, I thank you that you have more than enough. God, you have more than enough for every single person today. You have more than enough for our lives. You have more than enough for our hearts. And so we just speak this today, God, and I thank you for just a fresh faith. I take authority over worry. I take authority over just where the enemies come to attack with cares and people have been burdened down. I speak today in Jesus' name. That is broken off of people's lives. And I thank you for a rising revelation of Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. And God, that there will be those who maybe the enemy's just been attacking them, God, and today they're getting the sword of the Spirit and they're standing up and they're saying, I'm not going to be a punching bag anymore for the enemy, but I'm taking my stand. My God is going to meet every one of my needs according to riches and glory. I don't know how he's going to do it. Maybe I don't know when he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. And I'm excited to see the manifestation of my life. And so Lord, I thank you for the Holy Spirit empowerment to live this way. We speak that worry and fear are broken and faith is rising in Jesus name. And so, Lord, we just thank you for this, and I speak this over every person today in Jesus' name. And everyone who agreed with me said, Amen.
Amen, amen, amen. Well, I really pray today was a blessing and encouragement for you. I know I'm putting my faith even in fresh ways in Jehovah Jireh. Lord, my prayer, I, I, got, I preach myself happy. I, I, I got blessed preaching myself because I need to hear this in the season. I pray it was a blessing for you. But just before I log off today, I want to just give an opportunity if there's anyone watching who doesn't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. See, the Bible teaches us that God loves us with an everlasting love, but we've been separated from that love because of sin. Now, the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. This is not just talking about physically dying. It's talking about eternal separation from God. So that's what Romans 6.23 says. The wages of sin is death. But there's a good part come after it. There's a free gift of God, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And all of us deserve eternal death because of sin. Not just you, me too. But Jesus came. Right? Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provided. He provided the Lamb. He provided the Lamb of God who is going to take away the sins of the world. I mean, I don't, don't get me started. I can start preaching down that road about what Abraham did and how it kind of mirrored what God did with Jesus. But the point being is that he provided a free gift of eternal life for anyone who wants to receive it. And if you're watching today and you need that gift, I want to, I want to invite you to pray with me right now. I want to invite you and encourage you just to, to, to stretch your heart to the Lord with me. Say, say this to me. Say, Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you died. Thank you that you rose again. Today, I turn my back on sin and I commit my life to you. Forgive me. Fill me. Free me. I want to follow you. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage you. If you prayed that, the Bible says, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you prayed that from the heart, God heard you, God answered you. But here's what we want. It's not just a prayer, but it's committing to a life of following Christ. And we would be honored to help you in the first few steps of those journey. We'd love to give you a Bible, connect with you and pray with you. So if you can just let us know that you prayed that prayer, that you committed your life to Christ or rededicated your life to Christ, we'd love to just be able to, 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 to stand with you. Would you give us that honor today? Would you just kind of click on the button in the in the chat box or reach out to us here at the church and just let us know we want to stand with you as you're on this journey. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to turn it back over to our host in a few moments, but I just want to say we love you. God bless you. And again, don't get me started preaching again, but we are thankful for Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who is our provider. He has more than enough. He is your source and supply. Put your faith and trust in him today, in this season, and in the times to come. In Jesus' name, God bless you. We love you. Amen. All right, thank you so much for joining us today at Toronto City Church and our online worship experience. I hope you guys had a great time. We'll be here every Sunday at 11 a.m. and in person at 9 and 11.30. Now, as we look forward to the week, I want to remind you of several things. Number one, make sure you join a connection group. We have a number of options throughout the week. You can definitely find one that suits you. Uh, we also have daily prayer calls that you can get involved with. Uh, if you need more information on that, please contact the office. We'll be happy to provide it for you. Uh, if there's anything we can do to serve you, please just let us know. Uh, thank you again for joining us today. Have a great week. And always remember, we are called to know him and to make him known. God bless. Oh, and before you go, check out our weekly announcements. Talk to you guys soon.